Welcome to the first edition of Ignitus Launch Pods, a bite-sized podcast to inspire and elevate. My name is Tom Durbin. I'm a longtime educator, now at Lenaway Christian School in Adrian, Michigan. I love to talk with people, find out about their gifts, and what makes them successful. Recently, a good friend of mine, Jason Greaser, and I started a business called Ignitus Development. We started this because we want to empower all people to pursue their life calling maximize their talents, and build thriving communities through success coaching and helping entrepreneurs launch. This podcast is one of the ways we want to spread God's message and inspire people. The interviews, tips, and stories are meant to help people see how God gives each of us special gifts and how these can be used to help serve and encourage others. Today, I'm talking with one of the most encouraging people I know. He is a bucket filler. He's a true igniter, and someone who has inspired many people to achieve things they didn't think were possible. It is a privilege to talk with Sam Skeels, who's a longtime friend, running buddy, and brother in Christ. So, by many standards, Sam, you're a success. You've been a principal at Lincoln Elementary for what, about eight years? I think this is number 10. <laughs> this is number 10. So, it yeah. Goes, yeah, it goes fast. Yeah, somewhere in there. You have an amazing marriage with Sally and, and your three kids, uh, just an awesome family. Your athletic career is highly successful, multiple sports. You're all-American soccer player at, at Siena Heights. Is that right? That is correct, yeah. I you know, had the opportunity to play on some amazing teams, and I could shoot and score, so that's all I needed to do. <laughs> They just cherry picked you up top. Is that what you're saying? That's right. Mm -hmm. I doubt that's that's how that went. But you know, um, I know you hold probably still hold some records at Siena. Dabbled on the track team uh, in the off season, national qualifier things like that. But now you 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 got national championships in the ultra distance running world. And so, for those that don't know, an ultra is anything over a marathon, which is twenty six point two miles. Um, and let's see, Sam, you, how many hundred mile races have you run? So, all right. I, I've completed, I've completed six and I've attempted nine. So, but that's a, just an amazing feat to, to finish those, but you don't just finish them. I mean, you, you're racing them. You're, you're competing with some of the best in the, in the country. And, um, but I'm really interested in, in more so what's inside you what's deeper than, than Sam the runner because Sam the runner is really just a byproduct of something else right and, and that success and that drive comes from from something someplace deeper so uh what what are who have been the influencers in your life because I believe it you know, what you're achieving and what you're doing um, really goes back to, to a core of, of who you are. And that starts out with the experiences that you have, the influences in your life. But who's been influential for you to get to you, to help you get to this point? You know, there were, there were different things growing up. My, my parents and grandparents, obviously the people you spend the most time around have a great influence over who you are. We had a tight knit family. My grandparents lived next door 
And then, uh, you know, we'd also spend a lot of time, my dad was a teacher. Uh, so in the summertime, we would spend a lot of time with uh, his side of the family, those grandparents here in Adrian. So they influenced me a, a great deal. Uh, I'll tell you, as far as, as far as my life, and I, I thought about this when I, when I got uh, your questions, the biggest influence to me currently, so back in 2001, Brad Gray, we were talking, and I think it was at Pump and Pray one morning, and we were talking about Hot Rock, and back at the time, I was naive to think it was a basketball camp, and I was kind of, you know, just finishing up in school and wondering, you know, what was going to be next. And, and he said, well, why don't you come in and be a coach? And my first thing was, well, you know, I don't, I played basketball a little bit, but I'm not a basketball coach. And he didn't really say anything. He just kind of chuckled and Gary was there. And I think Doug was there too. So he said, well, how much do you want to be involved? Do you want to come out for a couple hours or, or whatever? And I said, well, I really don't have anything going on. I'll, I'll be there the whole time. And the, what I got in that first experience as a hot rock coach, all of the encouragement, the being around the other coaches, um, and just the, the fact that it was, had very little to do with basketball and everything to do about pouring into kids, Christ's word and Christ's love just absolutely changed uh, who I was and, and really kind of showed me through adult models the person that I wanted to be, you know, as I got into a career and started to make a family and, and all of those things. Right. So that moment, like our life, we can trace back to certain moments where, where there was kind of a fork in the road. So that was a big moment for you. Just did something just like click? Did it just like all of a sudden, just like, yeah, this is, this is, this is home. Like, this is what I've been searching for. This is what God's called me to, you know, what was that feeling? Yeah, for sure. You know, it was, I'll tell you. So, and this was like when, when Brad and I talked, it was like a couple of days before. So I was all nervous. And I remember trying to, to gather up the couple of pairs of basketball shorts because I only had soccer shorts. So those were the short ones. I couldn't wear soccer shorts to a basketball camp. So I gathered all, all of that stuff. And, you know, so the first thing you do when you go to Hot Rock, they have, they have a coaches meeting. And, uh, you know, I, was, I grew up in a very affectionate family. You know, don't get me wrong, but I walk in there and you're getting these big bear hugs from, you know, men like Tom Carlson and Gary Gray and, and Coach Brown and, and all of these, these people. And it just, it was, it was like that uh, eureka moment, like, wow, this is, this is the person that, uh, these are the people I want to be around and I just want to soak this up uh, just from the peer-to-peer -peer interactions with the coaches, and then to see the impact that that had on on the kids throughout that week of camp, it was it was just amazing. And and 
you know, it, it's one of those things when you have a chance to hang around, you know, a guy like Gary, you can be fired up to go do anything after you listen to him talk for a few minutes. So having a week of that was, was just a real catalyst in, uh, uh, you know, approaching life through the lens of positivity and encouragement uh, as opposed to, I don't know, I think up to that point it was just more more artificial for me and it, it became real and it became soul-driven and, and really God-driven in that moment. So I think that was just God's way to pour into me like, hey, this is how we want you to conduct your life, Sam, and, and learn from these guys. So God moved, moved you into, into that place with them, uh, used them, and the gifts that he had given them. And those are they're phenomenal men, right, as Christ followers um, and really helping people see the love and see the light from him and through through the lens of basketball or the opportunity of basketball. And so from there, you, you were just hooked, right? Um, yeah. yeah. And, and, and like you say, you know, it was, it, it was a basketball uh, and a lot of the basketball players were there because they played basketball on the outside, but um, what the kids and what the coaches received was very little basketball and more just living a life of, of Christ. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just one of those things looking back. That was, that was a real booster for me. And it's something that, you know, throughout the years I've been fortunate to be back uh, maybe not full time each week, every year, but I've been able to be back every year and, it's one of my favorite weeks in the entire year just because it's like a family reunion with the coaches face to face. And then I walk out of that week. So uplifted with my bucket full on all the encouragement that I get and seeing the kids out there having fun and knowing that, uh, you know, we're, we have the ability to pour into them that it just is, it's just an important part of my life. And it's kind of spread. So I say it, you know, hot rock is one week every summer, but it, it really, for me, it became, it became a lifestyle. Yeah, that's a, that's a phenomenal, phenomenal start. And so what happened like, so that's in 2001. Did you jump right into coaching? Uh, you know, what, what yeah. So that was, I was, okay, so it would have been shortly after that, I, I got my first teaching job in Adrian, it was part-time, uh, after a year, I was, was laid off, and then I went to Hudson to do that grant work for a little bit, and, and then left because I had the opportunity to coach at Adrian College, so that's when, yeah, my coaching, you know, officially started uh, there. And, you know, that didn't last. I, I was there for two years, but then I went back to teaching after about a year just because I, I missed what I, I loved to coach, but I found I didn't love all of the recruiting and paperwork and things like that. And I missed the opportunity to directly influence young kids 
And so went back into teaching uh, and did that for about seven years before getting into administration and getting into administration in the elementary school, which uh, out of the three levels of education, high school, middle school, and elementary school, I had absolutely the least amount of experience in, uh, but quickly fell in love with that age group, uh, the elementary kids, and, and also fell in love with, uh, you know, the, the hard work that elementary teachers have to put in every day. I, I listened to you say that, and I'm just, it's just so great how God works, because I believe that, you know, he brought us together to sharpen one, one another, and I say, yeah, I'm a better runner, because I know you, but I'm, I'm a better I'm a better man. I'm a better person because of the influence that you've had on my life. And then our, our, our paths have run parallel in a lot of, a lot of ways. So we're both right. in administration, um, both love to run both co coaches. And I often say that I'm still that coach. Absolutely. You know, I may not be coaching track and those type of things anymore, but coaching people, you know, coaching teachers, you know, it's still just yeah. just the point of what we do. And it just, it threads through kind of everything. And so for sure, I, like with that, what is, why do you do what you do? Like you have this incredible experience and moment where God worked through Hot Rock and, and, you know, that family of coaches and just tapped you on the shoulder and said, you know, God, Sammy, I, I'm going to use you in, in this vein and then lead you back to, back to the classroom. And then you get called into administration and super successful administrator uh, right now. And so, but, but what is it, you know, why do you do what you do? So, uh, what did what did Steve Prefontaine, Prefontaine say? To give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's it's a quote, but it's not a cliche because I really feel that's that's what I've been called by God to do. Um, and it's one of those things that. And it's been shaky over the years. It's, you know, it's the life balance, you know, figuring out what God's will for me is and then balancing that out. Because, you know, Tommy, I, I want to be uh, an elite runner. Um, but all of that has to come after being the best principal I can be, the best colleague that I can be, uh, you know, the best friend that I could be the best father, the best husband, and, and really the best that I can do in, in living out God's will for my life. So it's it, the, the balance to me is more important than anything because I feel like for me anyway, if, if I delve in and run too much or I start working too much or even, you know, even if I concentrate too much on any one thing, it, it throws me off. Uh, so I want my days to be filled with purpose-driven things. 
and I want, you know, I have that drive to be the, the best at them because I, I really feel that's what I'm called to do. Uh, you know, I love coaching the club soccer teams and I love getting up early in the morning with you yahoos to, to go running because, uh, you know, those are all things that, that fill me to be able to do my best in, in my entire life, you know, and, and it's that challenge. And it's like, we talk about all the time, you know, I wouldn't feel good about it if, uh, you know, every day after school I was spending, you know, from five to seven running, knowing that, you know, my kids and my wife were being neglected, but running's an important thing. So you've recognized that I've recognized that. So we've sacrificed a little, maybe a lot of sleep to, to be able to do that. But it all, it all pours into what our overall goal is. And I couldn't agree more, Tommy, as far as how our, our lives are intertwined um, because it's, it's the truth. I think, I think we both want to do the best and we want to do the best in, in every area. Um, and, and it just goes back to, yeah, that, that drive. And it's hard to, it, it's hard to explain when for me, I feel it's God's will, will for my life. Uh, and you know, I'm also okay with it. Different times of my life, things can look different. You know, we talk about, uh, with you and, and having to transport the kids several hours away to soccer practices on multiple nights a week. Sometimes, you know, running has to take a back seat or, you know, sometimes, you know, they're, there may be a time I'm not able to, to coach soccer, but having the ability to encourage and positively influence others is really big for me. And, and it's walking that line of doing that to the fullest without tipping the balance scale uh, over into to burnout or illness or, or things like that. Yeah. And what you just said there, I think is just so powerful, Sam, of, you are in pursuit of a couple things. One, of what, what God has for you. And, and I might be paraphrasing a little bit here just because we've, we've talked about it so much, but I want, I want to pick up a really important thing that you said because it might be the most important thing um, that we talk about or, or it could really just motivate and, and help others of, of saying, what is it that, that God has for my life? And then doing that with excellence. So I think you phrase is just doing the best you can, but I think that's what's God honoring is saying, you know, this is what you've put in front of me. And some days it's not a lot of fun, what we have to do. <laughs> right. Okay. But whatever that is, whatever that day brings, whatever God puts in front of us, it's about inspiring others, which you do incredibly well, better than, you know, almost anybody I've met. And then just doing it at the very best that you can. And then at the end of the day, accepting that's what I got or that's what I could get. That's right. And to what I opened up with, like that's empty in the bucket. And then yeah. back up because you've been pursuing of him and yeah, you're tired. And, you know, like yesterday I saw where you ran 26 miles of streets 
we'll talk a little bit about that. But you're doing school right now because we're we're in this pandemic. You're doing school with your kids and all those things. Um, balance is pretty tough to find, but you find that inner peace because you're doing what God wants you to do and uh, doing it at a at a really high level of excellence. And so, do you have advice for people who might be just kind of like in between stuff? They may not know really where where God has them right now. They may not even know God, right? Um, but they know there's there's more in them. So do you have any advice on, on that or what's what's your thoughts? Absolutely. I, you know, I think a couple of things, Tommy. I think I think the first thing is connecting with and it's tough because I know you know, I, I, I truly feel, you know, we are the average or the sum, I forget how it goes, of the five people we spend our most, uh, the most of our time with. Mm-hmm. And for me, luckily enough, one of, one of those peoples is you. But I think if you're, if you're trying to figure out the direction of your life and, and God's will for you, it's, it's surrounding yourself with those people that you and inspire to to be because it's not you know i don't think there's any there's there's no magic wand or or magic pill to take to get you to where you need to be but for me anyway i have to i have to surround my people or myself with people that i look up to um and want to emulate and know how God is, is working through their lives. And if I spend my time talking to them, interacting with them, learning from them, then that gives me the, the modeling that I need to, to make it happen in my life. Um, and it's not, and I love what you said, it, it's not always easy, but I think the thing that people have with the thing, the one thing people have to do is, is keep it simple not easy. Life is never going to be easy. And and God's will for us is probably never or rarely going to be easy, but it's, it's simple. And, and listening to that, um, is, is the way that you get there and it, and it's taking small steps. You know, it's the, the habits that we build are habits because we repeat them over and over and over again and if there's things that we want to change in our lives, looking to others that have figured it out and know how to do it and have moved in a positive direction or achieved what, what I want to achieve, what you want to achieve, and learning from them is, is the most important thing. Well, look, oh, man, what you just said is so, it is just gold, really. Surround yourself with people that can take you to a higher level or, and support you. And then establishing the, the habits, the routines, the rituals that help you get there. It's just grinding it out. And that framework, no matter whether it's running, whether it's, it's you know, learning about the elementary world, which you didn't have a bunch of experience in, but stepped into that leadership space. And then really just taking all of that i know this about you but but i think it'd be important to share like your mental framework 
like you don't just wake up every day and say, man, this is just going to be the best day ever. Right. Um, there's days where you're tired, don't want to get up at four 30 to go slog in some miles. Um, and then get the day started and, and then go coach soccer afterwards and get up the next day and do it again. Like that's a pretty special thing. So, uh, what is like your mental framework when facing a challenge? And I don't care if it's a challenge to start the day, a challenge like at 80 miles in a hundred mile race, there's gotta be some pretty tough moments, right? Mm -hmm. Where the devil's trying to tell you you can't do it or drag you down and things like that. But what is your, your trick or your framework to get to that high level spot? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, and, and I share this with, uh, you know, some of the, the people that I'm help, helping coach or uh, the people that, um, you know, I interact with or whatever, but I, I thrive on Groundhog Day. And I don't know if you've seen that, the movie with Bill Murray, but, you know, Groundhog Today Day to me is, is perfect because I need that routine. I need those things and I need to do those things on a daily basis in my life whether you know I want to or not because all we have is the each moment that we're in but to build our life into what we want it to be so to build towards the 5k you want to run or the marathon you want to run or the next advancement in your job it's those things that you do every day, that routine you build, that Groundhog's Day, that, that really counts. And I'll tell you, you know, it may seem silly, but the one thing I will not do before I leave the house when I get ready is, is make my bed. And, you know, some people say, ah, that's silly, Sam. Why is that so important? It's because I know that yesterday – I got up and I made my bed and then I did all of these other things that I needed to do that are part of my program for success in life and making my bed is right there with praying. And as I get up in the morning and I need to do that because that's my framework for what I need to do the next day. And then it's simple. It's not always easy. Some of the times I'm like, geez, oh, Pete, Sally, you got out of bed last. You should be making that thing. But I take I take pride in that because it's part of my it's part of my program to be successful, and it's really what builds uh, for me to be the best dad, to be the best husband, to be the best runner, principal, colleague. It's all of those things that I've developed that we develop over time that we do every day that are simple, but not always easy, and that builds up that that fortitude that when we get to a goal, we have what it takes mentally because we've pushed through and done the things that we've needed to do every single day over months and years of our lives so that we're prepared for whatever moment comes, you know, comes next. Oh, that is so, that is so great. It's so, so wise. Um, Cause it's the sum of the, it's some of the work, right? A little bit every day like establishing those routines so simple something simple as making the bed is really a cue to the next thing that you feel successful the brain checks it off the list it releases the brain chemicals 
that just gets the day started in the right framework. Now, an important thing I want to point out there is I don't think there's too many days where Sally's still in bed when you get up. I think she's up That's at That's true. Even more than what, She's usually up before I am. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. So let's just put it is. Yeah, she's that's a whole nother podcast episode. You could you could bring her on and and really have your mind blown. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. I'm going to tell her you said that. Yeah, because I that is funny because yeah the the maybe one or two days a week that she's is in bed longer than I am. I would yeah. expect her to make it, but no, it shouldn't be like that because that's my job. That's I know when part I of my. Room. When I ro- roll into your your place at five fifteen some days, she's just already getting done with her run. So I know. I she, know it. She, she's amazing. It is. It is. Amazing. I hope you've enjoyed the first part of this talk with Sam. Please tune into the next Launchpad to hear more about Sam's life and how he has achieved success through faith and hard work.